go. Welcome to Beautifully Well Conversations with Coach Nick. I have the pleasure of being joined with Honey, who is an entrepreneur, go-getter. You see her sister lock journey. We're going to talk a little bit about that because I want them to look you up and check out what you're doing. But as this woman, busy entrepreneur, now navigating life with type 2 diabetes, we thank you for coming and sitting with us to share your journey. So let's get started. You know, I'm I'm curious, honey, were you ever told that you had prediabetes? And and if so, what was that conversation or that that experience like? Um, so first of all, good morning, beauties. Thank you to Amani Nicole Wellness for having me. Um, yes, when I was about 32, I was told that I was pre-diabetic. Um, probably a little bit before that I was told, but I, it, to me, it translated as you don't have it yet, so don't worry about it. But then when I turned like 32, the doctor was like, okay, we're, we're going to start watching you to put you on medication. I was like, oh, no. This is I don't want to have to take medication. And so I started my weight loss journey and I started um, I went vegan and I was working out and it it was a three year journey. I didn't have to get on medicine. Um, I lost 85 pounds. I was doing good. Yeah, I did really well. Um, And then, you know, life happens. (laughs) You fall off the wagon and that thing. But yes, I was told like twice. I had it before I actually did something about it. What was that time span between the pre-diabetes diagnoses and um, becoming diagnosed with type 2? Uh, the time span was about eight years. Okay. From I didn't get diagnosed until I was 40. Yeah. Kudos on those 85 pounds. You heard pre-diabetes. You said up, not quite there. And look at the amazing journey. You went on 85 pounds down. Life Mm -hmm. shows up and a halt to those healthy habits you had for various reasons. We'll do another show on that. But -hmm. what's interesting, you know, you also mentioned what advice your doctors have been giving you at this point. So let's segue all the way into now. You have been diagnosed with type two. How are you managing it? Or what? Let's talk about just the treatment perspective from the healthcare, uh, pers- the healthcare um, perspective. Initially, doctors were like, "Oh, you need to diet and exercise. You have to lose some weight." They linked me with nutritionists and support groups, and um, you know, you had to weigh in daily and that type of thing. Um, that wasn't very successful for me um, to weigh in every day. I, it was just depressing, right? Because it's like you're watching your weight and everything. The nutrition part, um, I'm an emotional eater. So mm-hmm. I eat, you know, and that's what got me into that. But once I was diagnosed, they immediately put me on metformin. And that particular drug had me... Um, on on the toilet like every night like all day I, I just it made me feel awful that I had to be next to a bathroom but it made me feel better because when I was diagnosed I felt like I was dying and they couldn't find it initially they I thought it was my blood pressure and so um um 
once they figured out that it was my my um sugar levels it was like I think I my A1C was like at a 12 wow and um they put me on the metformin and I was on that for about nine months and then they switched it to a product called Ozempic and I've been on that for about five months and that's a journey in itself Mm -hmm. it 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 has been a journey itself. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, a couple of points that you mentioned, of course, medication becomes a priority once diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, you felt bad. You felt sick. You knew something mm-hmm. was wrong. Not mm-hmm. quite what that wrong w- w- was. And like you said, the initial reaction was, oh, it's probably her blood pressure. Yeah. But your A1C was at a 12. So I'm going to paint a, a picture, right? Mm-hmm. Pre-diabetes occurs when A1C is 5.7 to 6.4. So it's elevated. Mm-hmm. 6.5 is type 2 diabetes. Honey mm-hmm. was at a 12 by the yes. time you were diagnosed. Mm-hmm. A couple of medications tried. Um, now Ozempic is in a journey. You mentioned a few challenges already, but I wanted to uh, find out if there are any other challenges you're experiencing in your new normal. Uh, yes. So the challenge is mental health. My mental health, um, um, I'm an emotional eater. If I'm happy, sad, mad, glad, um, I eat. I use food for comfort. And so now... Um, and so now being on Ozempic helps me curb it a little bit where my appetite is so curved that even if I'm emotional and want to eat something that's not good for me, my body doesn't even want it, which I'm happy about. Um, but I'm scared because you can't be on Ozempic forever. Right. So then what does that look like? I'll give you your feedback. What, what does that look like? Um, when I have to be off of it. So I've been really, really working on my mental health because if I don't get my mental health straight, I'll go back to eating improperly or eating to feed my feelings. And that's been the biggest challenge is eating to um, to live and not, and I mean, e- eating to live and not living to eat. Because as I'm living, I'm I'm my my go-to is fried chicken when I'm stressed mm, or when tell me I'm about it. I love a piece of fried chicken. <laughs> What's and, with uh, it? What you eating with the fried chicken? <laughs> just the fried chicken by itself, girl. Wow. Itself. But the challenge has been just my mental health. If you know, if you can get aligned with your mental health, then the nutrition part will follow. Mm. So Mic dropping. Yeah, that's been my my challenge. And you know, you what you share with us, I'm just loving this conversation because at the end of the day, I go back to your pre-diabetes diagnoses. You got all excited. Life showed up. We can call that mental health. Yeah. When we're not feeling well, when we're overwhelmed, the weight of the world is on our shoulders. We're not running to go get broccoli and meet our personal trainer at 6 a.m. in the morning. Correct. Mm-hmm. Ugh, all day. And that mm-hmm. connection to diabetes and mental health is a powerful one too. That's a whole nother topic, but mm-hmm. you hit it on the nose. I want to emphasize that because so often there's this thought that we don't know what to do. 
we don't understand what healthy looks like um, or that we're intentionally not putting our health first or ourselves first. We know it is not intentional, but mm-hmm. when your stress is managed, how are you feeling? What are you doing right. when you feel like See, your stress another, is managed? Another challenge is that I grew up poor, right? I didn't know um, how to shop, grocery shop. I make enough money now to properly grocery shop. But of course, I was going to what I know how to shop from when I was little. You shop for the event if there's not going to be any food, right? So you're buying things like I'm buying oodles and noodles and bread and um, turkey and cheese and things, uh, canned potatoes, bags of potatoes because they spread. I'm buying stuff that can last because I'm the oldest of seven. So I'm buying things that can last but are not necessarily good for me. So then when it comes to shopping in the produce section, I'm getting things only like bananas and apples. And I'm looking at things that can actually fill up me and my family and actually be nutritionist, nutritionist for our health, right? So I just, I, you know, it, it's a mindset too. You, you know, however you grew up, how you watched your parents shop for food to make sure it goes through the month and all of that all of that is a factor with your with diabetes absolutely um it's recognizing the environmental factors mm-hmm. um my both of my parents uh, uh had diabetes i've been pre-diabetic but the beauty of this conversation is recognizing that while there are other factors, like you mentioned, hey, I remember the corner store. <laughs> I mm-hmm. remember my yeah. supermarket, Stop, Shop, and Save, Super Pride. I remember all of them, right? They don't look like Wegmans. They don't no. look like Whole Foods. And even as adults, as we start to you know, build on these cultural experiences and learn a little bit more, there's still room to help us in terms of health education, access mm-hmm. to... um. We know we have our healthcare team, our physicians, so we want to make sure we're on the right medication. And I'm glad you you spoke up about your concerns with metformin. Um, you are in this journey with Ozempic, but like you said, it's a journey. And at any moment, you are open and you are in a space as an advocate to have additional conversations. Yes. Um, and so uh, I would love to know, so you are navigating... We call it the new normal because how long have you been living with type 2 diabetes? Um, it's been a year and a half now. Yeah, so you fresh out. <laughs> yeah, I just I just started. And I'm here to help. So I always say that. I have to have to bring that out. New new into it, honey, it's like an opportunity for you to to test those waters again in terms of those lifestyle changes and like you said managing your your mental health along the way mm-hmm. we can't go backwards so this this question is not about going back to when i was pre-diabetes what would i do different we're not taking honey back because we love the honey today honey because you are fabulous <laughs> we're gonna talk about your business in a second but today if you were talking to a woman who said, yeah, they told me I'm pre-diabetic. They told me uh, I'm borderline. What advice would you give her? 
Um, to definitely carve out time for movement, um, carve out time to plan. I, I'm just now carving out time to walk, to make sure that I'm moving, to make sure that, um, I plan my meals, what I'm actually going to eat, what's my go-to if I just need to run out the door. I would just say plan. When you plan and you take time for yourself, um, you can slow down um, and and you won't get diabetes. You just won't. If you actually just take out an hour or two of your day each day for you to exercise and to, to plan your meal, um, I think that's the biggest thing. To me, back then, I wanted to be on the go all the time and, oh, I don't have time for that. And now I, I make time for me. So when you make time for yourself and you're drinking your water and you're moving, you can prevent diabetes. On point. Right on point. Mm-hmm. Movement, finding that time, mm-hmm. evaluating your food, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. how often, while we're aware, we are health conscious, which is what I call it right? Mm-hmm. Health conscious is knowing that if I eat a snicker bar versus eating on this apple, <laughs> I wow. know I get that rush and then it's going to bring me down. And and from a blood sugar control perspective, of course, we know what, this, what that candy bar will, will do. Mm-hmm. But what about being able to be in a space where you can even, where you can deepen your understanding of food? Right. We mm-hmm. are on a go. We're constantly moving. So if I'm on a go, what are better options? If mm-hmm. I don't have enough time to meal prep or take something from home, what are my options? Mm-hmm. Those conversations we need to have more of and we need to talk mm-hmm. to more honeys so mm-hmm. that we can fully understand the, the mindset and how for us, because I'm from Park Heights, I'm from West Baltimore. Yeah. And I, I was blessed to have grandparents that grew food, but the reality of it was I had that experience as well. But overall, a lot of diabetic, a lot of uh, people with diabetes was in my family and we had the same journey. I loved oodles and noodles. Yes. <laughs> I love going to the, to the penny candy store to get those little chocolate chip flour cookies every morning so that I, that was part of the breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we have to be in a space where we talk about where are we as women when we have we come from that environment and how can we begin to shift the paradigm now uh with mm-hmm. our health but also understanding that some of our uh mental space our emotional space will take us right back there yes yeah so I will tell you what I, I would would love to do. Women are going to be inspired. You are a, an entrepreneur and in school to continue to further your craft. But I want you to tell us about what you do, honey, <laughs> and how can we okay. find you? <laughs> uh, right now, we're in the middle of a rebrand, but we are um, Honeybee Expressions. We are Honeybee Crowned. We specialize in natural hair care and sister locks and brother locks. Um, we are expanding now to a, a full-blown beauty company. 
uh, where we sell hair products and um, hair serums and elixirs for um, growth and for itchy scalp and things like that that ail our community. Um, we can be found on honeybeeexpressions.com, uh, H-U-N-N-Y-B-E-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S. Um, and that's it. That's us. That is awesome. Your hair is fabulous as always. <laughs> we'll talk a bit more in another conversation, navigating the entrepreneurial space, which is another thing that affects our health, both physical, emotional, and mental. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to share was that Amani Nicole Wellness helped me with detoxing my body. That's one of the things that, um, I use to beautifully help me um, is the detox. Um, it was so eye-opening to see how much our bodies, what's being stored in our bodies that we don't need. And detoxing is a great way to help with diabetes. So I'm going to thank Amani Nicole Wellness for that. And I will gladly accept. <laughs> it's so true though, right? The holistic approach. Yes. Yeah. So, so often we know, we know what we have to do from a traditional medicine perspective, but in the interim, self-care is what happens outside of those appointments. Right. Between. Mm-hmm. As we wrap up, I want to just tighten up all those gems you shared with us. One, self-care is non-negotiable carving out time for ourselves. And you took it as you said, look, girlfriend, give yourself an hour every day, not 10 minutes, five minutes. We can talk in those. We can talk about what we can do in those little fragments of time, depending on where we are from a mental perspective and that overwhelm that we may feel. But realistically, 24 hours in a day, what does that hour look like? It may not be a full hour at one time, but you've given yourself at least 60 minutes out of those 24 hours. And then the power of changing your habits, healthy habits, an 85 pound weight loss. And then realistically what happens to us when we get off of that, because life shows up, can we great, can we give ourselves grace for that? Can we embrace that? And then, and be willing to go, well, okay, this is me now. What do I need to do to build me back up? And let's segue into another conversation at a later date on emotional eating and how our mental health is impacted by foods. And what are some of those foods when we're going through that period that can help us to realign while we battle what we're battling from a mental perspective? So (laughs) thank you as always. I'm telling the audience- Dig into this conversation for our ladies. Get the fact that honey is saying, put your health first. So you do not have to reach a point of a type two diabetes diagnosis. But in the event, if it does happen, we know that you can be in a position where you can successfully manage it or as we call manage it beautifully. So thank you again, honey, for joining us. We appreciate your time. You're welcome. Have, awesome, have a beautiful day. You too. Okay, bye-bye.